Whatever you normally do here. That's what she said. <laughs> Just a bit outside. Oh, yeah. We are back. Just a bit outside. Pardon your off season. I'm Travis Akins, and that sound must mean baseball is right around the corner. Welcome in, everyone. 2019 debut episode. We're going to take you around the league tonight. Free agent bidding is right around the corner, and you're ready for the eighth season of Harry Doyle Fantasy Baseball. Let me welcome in my co-host, the partner, the man on the other side of the microphone, Justin Deering. Welcome, my friend. What is up, Travis? Yes, this is the eighth season of this wonderful fantasy baseball league. But more importantly, this is the third season of the most anticipated fantasy baseball podcast in the world, geared for 11 people, about a league that people don't understand and ask questions about daily. We are bringing it to you weekly in semi-live format. We record live, but we release it later, so it's halfway live. It's going to be a hot year. We got some big news this year, changes to the league. Those will come in week two's episode when we introduce a new segment called Deering's Dumbass ID. <laughs> we'll save that one for next week. That's what we call in the radio business a tease. Travis, I'm excited. Two weeks from tonight, I think you know what happens. My favorite time of the year, free agency bidding. Free agency bidding is right around the corner. And it's actually March 7th to be exact that we'll get that. And we'll talk more about that. But we're here. 2019 is here. Baseball, spring training, pitchers, catchers, all of it. We are here to kick off another season of Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball. And to do that, Justin, we have a couple of old friends, a couple of owners of teams in Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball. Let's welcome in the owner, the former champion of the league, Bolding Beavers, Land Bolding. Welcome into the show, Land. Thanks for having me, guys. Look forward it's, to another great season. Now, all right, this, let's start off right off the top. Over under on number of episodes that Land will actually produce this year. I'm setting it at 3.75. Three and three quarters over under. I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to be optimistic. Over. I think Land gives us more than three and three quarters of shows this season. So basically up until the point I tell him his pitching staff stu- sucks and then he's going to quit again. <laughs> so we is, that, is, is that how we recorded it last year, that once you've made that statement, Land stopped joining the show altogether? Yeah, he wouldn't even like text us back for like a solid 10 weeks of the season. Hey, Land, how's it going over there in Austin? How you doing? Silence. It was just Be- like, The Beavers had a rough season. It's uh, – not going to happen this time we're ready to roll ready to produce oh so based on the production of your your fantasy baseball oh. team, that's, that's cool man <laughs> that's cool well regardless we are grateful and we welcome back land bolding and we also have another special guest joining us on the 2019 debut he's the beardless one but he owns the beards of glory the one the only colby alzi colby welcome into the big show Thanks for having me. This is the first time on here, so feeling pretty special. Now, how did how did we get that? This is your first time on the show. You've yep. been on before. No, well, you have been, you're full of it. You've been on. No, before. I've never the only people we don't let on the show is Phil and Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, I've never been on it before. And speaking of, I think Phil and Dustin will be on next week's episode. Um, well, we have like Lan. Matt Damon to, to Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. We have Lan. We have Colby. Justin and I are here. It's time for the one, the first time, the big story of the week. The big story of the week, as we mentioned earlier, is my favorite time of the year when we open up the free agent bidding. We take a look at who's available in the league. We see who's going to spend the money, who's not going to spend the money. And it's very interesting. I love this part because this is where you really get to see how people value. I mean, last year was one of the first years we saw huge contracts come out, minus the Kershaw contract. Um, This year... I expect a lot of the same, but in my opinion, I don't feel that the free agency class is as strong as it was last year. I think we're, I think there's a lot of people looking at next year, but uh, Travis, you know, I love this part of the year. I love trades and I love free agency. I really care less about the actual baseball part. Let's just do this all the time. Just pick a sport. Let's do hockey, <laughs> let's do basketball. Uh, what do you look for the most in this season of our se- season? <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful question, Justin. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I love this part of, uh, of the season of the off season of Harry Dole fantasy baseball. And, and I want to piggyback on something you just said um, that maybe that this off season class is not as strong as it was a year ago. And I would tend to agree with you. And I think the evidence is already there. We have had all by date. We are February 17th as we record the first episode of just a bit outside this year. And we have had multiple, multiple trades already take place in our league, which I think is an indication of of not only the free agent class, I think that's the biggest part of it, but it's also an indication of owners' engagement into the league and wanting to get a kind of a jump start on on their season roster, their off-season roster makeovers. And so, you know, we have already seen to this point the likes of Mookie Betts and Mitch Haniger and I think he was about to say and Andrew Benatendi and basically say that I've traded away my entire outfield. Hey, there he is. You there it is. For a solid 30 seconds. So we just talked trash about you. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> but you, the last thing we heard you say was Mookie Betts, Mitch Haniger, and then I'm assuming you're going to say Andrew Benatendi because that was the rest of my outfield that had been traded away. Well, I, the, the it's not an exhaustive list, which everyone can grab that exhaustive list in the Fantrax website. The point is, is we have seen multiple names, big names, even in small deals, but also in the big deals. The first ever three-team trade has taken place this offseason. We have seen those big names move already, and it's mid-February, and we're still two weeks away from the bidding. So I, th- I think to that point is, is the free agency frenzy is taking shape in a different way that we haven't seen so far in this league. And we're seeing the movement take place early. Teams are jumping on that. Colby and Lan. <laughs> Why is Travis in here? God, this is this is failing miserably. Travis, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. And so Lan and Colby, you both have been a part of these trades this offseason. What is your take on this free agency frenzy, this trade frenzy that's taking place so far? Yeah, I think uh, this has definitely been the most active 
uh, off season in the, this is my fourth year in here. So um, it's definitely been a pretty crazy start to the year and um, kind of brought some excitement to this part of the year. That's generally kind of boring for us all. I think yeah, kind of, I just go ahead. Lane. I think it kind of reminds me of uh, early last season, although the season had already started. I think it was like the second or third week when there was that one trade that got things going. And then there was a zillion right after that. It just started a lot earlier, which is exciting. Everybody's rearing to go. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's just a sign of, you know, as this year, hopefully we've talked about in our owners meeting last week or two weeks ago that we're moving away from, from uh, our, our Google sheet. And I think if you actually, anybody goes and spends time looking at the Google sheet, you'll see that, yeah, this year you have a Max Rizzo or Charlie Blackman, you know, your top two pitchers are Scherzer and Kluber. That sounds like a great class, but then when you, the fall off after that is drastic. But if you go and check out the, the forecast of, I mean, granted, we're not, we're still looking ahead at extensions, things like that. You're looking at a Bryce Harper, a, Mike Trout, a J.D. Martinez, a I mean, a huge offensive free agency class next year. So I don't know if the spending will be quite as high this year as it was last year and maybe the year before that, solely because the money – I mean, I think it's going to be crazy next year. I think there's going to be – do we see the first over $20 a year contract next year with Mike Trout? Do we see the first over $20 a year contract with Bryce Harper, depending on where he signs, if he signs – I think um, he better. This is an interesting. <laughs> yeah, you're bidding. You're you're banking on that one. Um, this is a big, a big. It's gonna just gonna be interesting to see because I've talked to other owners that are looking ahead at next year and they think next year because our league mimics. We try to mimic the Major League Baseball as much as we can. There's so many talent, so much talent available next year in free agency, which is crazy. That we're talking about next year right now, and we haven't started this year, but that next year you could see somebody like a Mookie Betts who may be fourth or fifth down the line, he'll get a contract offer, but everybody's going to be all in on Trout going for 20, 22, 23. Someone's going to overpay that, that Mookie Betts could fall down to like a $12 a year contract. Um, when your top 10, the 10th person on your list for free agency this year is Eddie Rosario. It's not the strongest class. So I'm interested to see, there's my catchphrase of the year again. Um, I'm interested to see just kind of where <laughs> this money falls because past the first top, in my opinion, first three players, there is a drastic drop-off in talent this year. But at the same time, there is a lot of really quality players deep into the rankings and get for cheap. Like, you're looking at what Luke did last year with Whit Merrifield. I bet he's loving that contract he signed last year for five years um, because Whit Merrifield's projecting to be one of the top five second basemen, if not higher, this year. So, just because the top four or five people are badass and then everybody after that's a fall off doesn't mean you can't find an amazing contract deep down in these. And that's a good thing about this league is I feel like a lot of people are doing their research this year to save money for next year. And, and that's one aspect to the blind free agency bidding that I enjoy the most is it's not so much Army versus Tigris or Army versus Beards when it comes to the free agent market. It's, it's Army versus Army, right? I have my own constraints and I have my own 
philosophy or my own strategy, just like you have your own set of standards, whatever it is for 2019. And so we're all working into our own systems and we have to kind of, you know, play against ourselves. How much can, you know, how much can I spend on Max Scherzer? How much can we spend on, on Rizzo and tens of top names? You have to kind of weigh that and say, okay, what is that going to cost me? Or what is that going to take for me? And so all of our teams are constructed. And that's another aspect that has created now over, over seven full seasons is that we're all engaged and we all have incredibly competitive owners with really good teams. It, you know, the top tier of our league and the bottom tier of our league on the competitive scale has really narrowed. And so every team has a has a really good shot of putting a good team or a competitive team together here in the offseason. Yeah, I agree. I think um, the shift that we talked about last year is we started to see people really value those minor leaguers, whereas maybe in years before it was valuable, but with the names that came up last year and the year before with Judge, Bellinger, Acuna, uh, and then the names you've got coming up possibly this year with Vlad and these other people, um, I think there's been a shift to almost overvaluing these minor league prospects because there's people who are banking and sitting on these players to come up and to make a difference that pushes them over the edge for cheap that maybe they're holding off on spending the money and things like I just think that it's just the ebbs and flow, I think is the proper smart person conversation, like the way they use that line. But the ebbs and flow of what you value is completely different from year to year in this league. But again, it will always come back to if you're going to win this league, you have to have multiple players in the top 25 of point gathering ding, of point gatherers across the whole uh, the whole league. So value what you want, but you better have some damn good baseball players on your team. If well, you and that conversation is going to continue next week. We will take some more time and look at potential landing spots for some of our free agents as we get closer, as we approach free agent bidding here in about two, two and a half weeks. And so that conversation will continue. But now we want to spend the rest of Just a Bit Outside 2019 debut episode looking at the big question for every team in the league. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the often silent producer of Just a Bit Outside, Mr. Land Bolding with his 10 questions for 10 teams. Often silent because I'm busy working in the background. Because we give him something to do right before we hit record. <laughs> hey, come up with 10 questions about these 10 teams. Go. All right, gentlemen. You ready? Hey, when you hear the bell sound, it's time to move on to the next one. Here's what the bell sounds like. Ooh, pardon the interruption style. Yes. All right. All right. You guys ready? Here we go. We're going to start off with the Van Buren boys. Historically, they really like the young players. And for some reason, it seems, at least in my humble opinion and some brief look at the spreadsheet, they don't like to spend money. They ended last season with almost $50 available on the books. Aside from the Bryce Harper contract, where they just, which they just traded away, they don't like to sign the, sign the big players. Will they change that this season? Will they spend some money? Well, I, I, think, I think they have to. 
Um, and, and I think the indication of trading Harper does not necessarily mean they continue to retreat into young players because this league has proven, we have seven full seasons, it has proven that you just can't win with young up-and-coming players. You have to have some of those top 10, 15, top 20 Major League Baseball players. And so I think that they have the second most cash available in this offseason class. And they have the the resources. So to your question, will they? That's that's anyone's guess. Should they? Absolutely. Eighty three, almost eighty four dollars in free agent money. These should be these two guys ought to be big players in some of those big big names here in the off season. Well, I have heard direct from one of the two owners that says we are tired of sucking or not sucking, but not. And we are going to spend money. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. Um, And, you know, again, that's the cool thing about blind free agent bidding is it is you versus yourself. How much are you willing to spend to get Max Scherzer? Because there's another owner in the league who's made it very clear that he's willing to spend half his money if he has to. Um, Not half of it. That's a lot. But you've got to bid big to get some of these big players. So I'm interested just at – I've, I know Dustin has said that they are making move. They're looking to to spend some money. So that's that's kind of, in my opinion, for the entire offseason free agent bidding, that is the dark horse move there. They say they're spending money. What does that money look like? Poor Colby doesn't even get a chance to weigh in. It's fine. All right, moving on. Colby's going first on this one. We had a two-and-a-half-minute question that you asked there. <laughs> I mean, it was oh, like... I'd tighten it up. Moving on. Censored by the commish. You know, we give him a lot of crap for some of his trades. Uh, everybody <laughs> remembers he spent a lot of money, signed Chris Sale, and immediately traded him away. Uh, I forgot. He, he loves to hoard the prospects. Well, some of these guys are coming up now. What does his season look like, and what does he need in free agency to make, make this, give the season a go? I think that um, he is probably, you know, obviously going to spend the money, but I think, you know, this year could be a year that he kind of takes a step and moves up a little bit. Um, and then, you know, hopefully he can, can make some turns in the right direction just for him and get, you know, maybe a little bit more competitive in our division. I, I agree. I think, um, yes, he has hoarded over the last year, couple of years and has traded them away and brought other prospects back. But you can't deny the fact that the one, for the most part, the prospects he's holding on to now, the Ozzy Oskins, those kind of guys are going to produce huge, which opened up a ton of money for him. Um, part of me wonders how many of these, you know, we said the top three or four people are really the big names. How many of those does he go after? Or does he look ahead to next year? Um, I do feel like Blake has the potential with the team he has and the money he's willing to spend this year to actually make a good run and look at making the playoffs this year. Wow! Did you just co- make? Did you just call it for playoffs for censored by the commish? Oh, we got to move on. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't he? Ooh. Hasn't he won a championship in this league? No. Yes, he has. I think he did like his first no. year. 
he, no, didn't, he, uh, he hasn't won, but he's been to the he's been to the championship. He in the, he's he's been, in the game. His franchise has been to the to the game. Yes. But okay. All right, moving on. Six wow. shooters. We got a six shooters had a new owner last year, new team name for that matter. Uh, they weren't quite competitive as they as they I believe they came in late to the free agent bidding. Um, some interesting contracts, but they've got some money. They got about fifty-seven bucks available. What do they need to do to become competitive this year? Okay, overhaul their whole team. Okay. Well, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, I, I think for Brady, in a lot of ways, what he has to do to be competitive is to continue to ride out what I think is Brady's um, plan, and it is not so much to be competitive in this moment what is that noise it's me my computer's freaking <laughs> this sorry we're looking at the under for the 3.75 he's gonna get fired <laughs> i think for brady is to continue to work his plan and and that is to build up young guys commodities that he that can out that can fill out his roster but also be guys that he can trade along the way because you said $57 for this season. Well, as of now, he's got all, nearly – I think what he's doing is of, – of money, but also building up a foundation of young talent along the way. Just in case it cut out there, Travis was saying that he's got almost $90 available next year for the big run in 22 or 2020. So uh, I think Brady's big move for – I mean – he did come in late last year. He, or I think he missed the first round. Or that was Chris that missed the first round his first year. Brady was there in time but didn't really understand the whole thing. Um, he's got some names on his team this year that you would not expect to have huge years, but they could. I mean, the Anthony year, also having Josh Donaldson down there on the bench. I think in the long run, everybody made fun of Travis for that that uh, that commissioner offer he put in for jerks and Profar, but Profar goes <laughs> – Four eighty-eight this year at three dollars and fifty cents. That is a heck of a deal. Um, I think Brady has a little bit of money to spend this year. He needs to go out and get a couple big names. He needs to work on that pitching staff because um, I don't know if you really want to lean on David Price, even though at two fifty, David Price could be a steal again. But that's kind of where I am with Brady. This is his year to be competitive. I think this is a year that moves the needle forward toward becoming competitive. And I think what helps Brady more than anything else is, again, the top and the bottom of the league that is narrowing. It's becoming less and less of a gap. And and Bla uh, Brady's going to have a competitive team, um, but the question is, can he push it even further? I really didn't mean to hit it that time. That's all right. <laughs> Lan? All right, moving on. Oklahoma Smoke. They've got 22 players under contract they've got a couple of relief spots open is about all they have their bench is stocked what kind of moves do they need to make albeit be it free agency or trades to clear some room for some free agents uh to fill out their roster um i think that you know they've been close um these last few years and you know i think they could look at you know i know he's obviously put you know, Pollock is, you know, somebody that they're looking to trade. So if they can get somebody to come in, you know, maybe and give um, some of their bigger contracts, um, you know, get some of those off of the books this year, that may you know, help them out 
getting some people for this year, um, their free agency or, uh, and getting, you know, a little bit more money for them for next year. I know Zach came into, uh, he missed the owner's meeting, but came in the next day and said he's looking for pitching. I think he's looking for some, uh, some arms to put around Noah Syndergaard. I don't really feel like Fernando Romero is going to be in a starting lineup. He's projected at 68 total points for the year. Um, I, I know, um, that he would like to put some bigger arms around that. But at the same time, I'd, I'd cash a little strapped on waiver wire openings as well. If you, I mean, you got 22 people under contract. There's going to have to be a trade there um, because you've got other players in, in your minor league system that may be coming up this year as well that you may look at. But adding pitchers is probably going to include making a trade to open up positions because you don't want to his 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 lineup looks great. I mean his lineup, his offense is great. His his pitching needs some help. And I think he if he was sitting here right now, he'd say the exact same thing. Open up a couple spots with a trade, grab another pitcher, and kind of see where that rolls. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I think the the roster size limits the ability for Zach this offseason and the finances with the cap there of $24. But but exactly what you just said, Justin, there is potential in, in the smoke offense. Um, he's going to need some big years. Acuna Jr. is going to have to continue to progress to be one of those top you know, 15 players in all of Major League Baseball. Bogart's going to have to have a good year. Dijon, I mean, go through the whole list. And, and if those guys have, have career-type years, that offense could carry them through. But um, what you're missing out of with a couple of name exceptions here from the smoke roster are those top 10, top 15 tier type guys to really anchor, anchor smoke this, this season. All right, let's move on to the Royal Ruckus team that you guys love to say is great on paper. <laughs> they have, they have one of the top prospects in a, uh, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong later, Eloy Jimenez uh, for the Chicago White Sox outfielder, but they also have a crowded outfield. So if he tears it up this year when he makes his MLB debut, does he get called up or does he get pushed off another year so they can use him down the line once they use Trout, once they lose Trout, assuming they don't renew his contract next season for $32? I think that that is if – I'm, if I'm Luke, the plan is he stays down there no matter what he does because you have a crowded outfield and the worst projection in your outfield is Lorenzo Cain at 429. Elo is not coming up at the beginning of the season. He's going to spend the first part of the season down there. He's going to come up late. I think he sits down there and you don't start his clock till next season after you see exact, because you call him up. If maybe he starts off hot, you call him up and he just goes cold. You waste a year. And then next year, like you said, I highly doubt Mike Trout's getting extended for 32 if he's come, if he puts up just his projected numbers on the por- the partial season he has, that would put him closer to 500 points next year. In a second year of experience, could put him at 525, 30 projected points. It's not Mike Trout, but it's at least a spot to fill in there, and then you can go after Mike Trout in that opening next year. I I tend to agree, though I I often want to lean on if you have a player, whether he's a a, a rookie minor leaguer in our league or not, who is producing call them up. Uh, you can't leave those kinds of points on the ground. Now, there's a lot into that conversation and, and factor into there. Is Trout hurt? Has he had another DL stint? Is Lorenzo Cain not producing the way we thought Lorenzo Cain would? Those kinds of things are going to play into that conversation. But, but generally, if Jimenez 
is killing it even in the second half type type of the season, then I, I'd, I'd rather see those points in the lineup. I think that makes Royal Ruckus a better team, regardless of what it does to the service time uh, or the rookie contract of Jimenez. I think uh, I haven't – obviously the conversation we've all had so far is about Elo Jimenez and his, um, his crowded outfield. But if you just scroll down just a little bit in the fan tracks, I'm going to go ahead and say it. He needs to look at his pitching. Um, I did this last year with Land, cursed the pitching from week one, whatever. <laughs> but pitching, if you've got to have some t- – I mean, Travis, I think we'll talk about this at some point. There's a, a relying on your offense to carry your pitching. We talked about that a lot last year. If, you're, if your offense was hot, your pitching could, could, could fall. You had a prime example of your offense's team right here, in my opinion. Oh, you all want me to hit the bell? All right. I thought that was on a timer. No, I, I'm counting in my head, but when I'm talking, I don't interrupt myself. Counting in my head. Lan? Moving on to Beards of Glory. Colby, I don't know if you want to weigh in or sit this one out. But speaking oh. of – This is just Colby's. This is his shot to tell us what he's doing. We want to hear All that. Right. <laughs> Colby, what are your plans in free agency? Who are you signing? What's the, what's the So I'm not saying your offense is full, but you got 12 12 hitters signed and your pitching staff, aside from Verlander, who was just extended for 15 bucks, is kind of grim. Well, maybe Strasburg if he has a healthy season. What's the pitching plan here? Yeah, I've – with trading away, you know, Paxton and Greenkey, which – Oh, thank you. Was a little bit hard to do uh, to start with. Um, You know, I think definitely going after – um, some pitching and free agency this year is definitely going to be a, uh, a priority. Um, I don't feel like I want to make huge contracts, so I'm not going to probably even throw out bids for like Scherzer or anybody like that, but um, hopefully I can get some, uh, some smaller contract guys just to kind of help this year. He's got 55 bucks, but doesn't want to spend the money, people. He's saving for 2020. Uh, I would say looking at this on, uh, I mean, Archie Bradley was a huge addition. I think, I think it was great that you got him on your team for the next two years and and not on mine. Um, But I I do think that pitching is where it's at for you. You've got to find a couple, a couple pitchers, a couple good arms. And then uh, like we all pray for some good years and see what happens. Let's keep on with the pitching talk. Uh, Wichita White Wolves, last year's champions, carried by a strong pitching staff. Couple of oh, we <laughs> we're done. <laughs> uh, Moving uh. on. Got, uh, anyways, their pitching staff had both of the Cy Youngs. Again, they look they look like they're you know ready to uh, to take the bump. What's a? I don't even know what I'm trying to ask here. Time out. I think you can simply ask, can this pitching staff can they repeat? do this again? All right. Three, two. You know, they're bringing back both Cy Young winners. Uh, the projections on Fantrack show, I'm just tearing it up again. Can this pitching staff carry this team again? Not to say it's all they had, but can they be as strong as they were last season? Well, I, I think the simple answer to that question is yes. Uh, when you when you look at what they did last season and anybody getting two 
you know, both Cy Young winners on the same pitching staff is obviously a huge boost. And, and it's not, it's not as if anybody's expecting Snell and DeGrom to do that again, but, but they're Cy Young winners and they're going to have good years barring any kind of injury. He has kept this pitching staff together. And if you take it a step further, Justin, you look at what he's paying for these pitchers, these top quality pitchers. Um, this is a stellar pitching staff that has every potential of being, as you said, Land, not necessarily the carry of the team, but being a huge asset in 2019. Uh, I think one person to keep an eye on for 2019 is uh, Severino. He started hot last year and um, kind of fell off after the All-Star break. I don't know if it was fatigue or what was going on. But up until the All-Star break, he looked like a Cy Young winner. And the All-Star break happened and he kind of fell off. So that's three three pitchers he had throwing last year that were at top of the first half of the season for sure. We're at top of the league, both leagues. Um, I am interested about the Blake Snell in the second year of um, – pitching down there, not second year, but second year on this contract because just is Tampa Bay going to be any good. I know we don't do wins and losses, so that's a good thing uh, for this, but I don't know that Tampa Bay is going to be the greatest team and quality. There's something I read the other day about quality starts that there were more five inning and two, five and two third inning outings last season that you should kill quality starts. Now quality starts shouldn't be a fantasy thing because taking over, Great. I think he's got a good staff. I think he's got a couple spots he needs to fill. I think he's got some spots he needs to fill in the offense, even though it's just, you know, lights out in the addition of Juan Soto full time this year. Um, I think, based on conversations with Chris, I'm not sure that uh, I, I know the money's not going to be thrown around like it was last year, but I think he will go hard after a couple different uh, people that he's. Uh, aiming at so it'll be interesting to see kind of what chris does with the limit the funds he has and the team he's put together well i think that's a huge asset i thought you were done no that's okay (laughs) as as land moves us on i think it's a huge asset when you have this kind of you know the fantasy point projections for for chris's starting pitching is somewhere around 450 on the average and when you have that um and at the cost that they are, and you don't have to spend more money on more pitching, that you can kind of go right in with what you have. I think that's a pretty good spot to be in. And he's the defending champion. Um, you know, he is, he is the team to beat. Now we'll hit the bell. All right, we've come to my bolding beavers. I'm kind of scared to ask a question. Oh, ask uh, away. I was, I was thinking about asking about the pitching staff. Uh, you know, I, I revamped it over the course of the season. But I'm gonna, I was just taking a look at my farm, and, you know, I've got a lot of questions about trades for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. The There's not a trade out there. Let's go ahead and put on the record that you will not trade Vlad Guerrero Jr. So that's the line I'm running along here. I, by the way, I'm not asking for advice. Um, <laughs> I'll get, we, we'll give you some. Does he – is his highest value right now before he makes his debut to see what happens? Is this his highest value or does he get kept and does he turn into, you know, Mike Trout 2.0 or, or whatever you want to compare him to? Well, what do you guys see there? Colby? Yeah, I think that um, this is probably his, uh, his best, most valuable time. Um, Travis, your kids are up. Um, <laughs> they heard Vladdy. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I definitely think this is probably his most valuable because you don't know what you're going to get out of him for the year. Um, obviously, I don't think I would ever trade him, but um, I think that it's definitely a uh, if you were to trade him, you know, not knowing what he is yet, I think you could probably get some really good value out of him. I personally will go. I do not think there's a trade you would take for him right now. Um, just, just saying it. But if going to do it, now is the time to do it because now is the time that his value is the highest. Because if you wait until the All-Star break and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll make a move. He's already hit 30 jacks. We had this conversation. He's hit 30 jacks at the All-Star break. Well, those 30 jacks don't count for me this year. And if I'm a contender, I I just feel like with some of the teams that we have that are moving towards youth, myself included, uh, now you're going to get more for him now than you will even if you don't call him up at the all-star break with 30 home runs, um, just because he is the mystery. He is the guy that everyone is talking about. He is this year's Aaron judge that everybody's gonna be like, what or Cody Bellinger or whoever you want Acuna. You don't know what he is, but he's high. I mean, he's overall drafting like his draft position right now is 46 overall <laughs> and average drafts. He's getting picked 46 overall, which is before a ton of players that are going to play every game this season. That's only 10 behind Andrew Benatendi. 15 okay. behind Andrew Benatendi. Who is also a beaver. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to the Vlad Jr. conversation, I, I'm going to take the opposite view here that I, I think his value is only going to go up from here. And it, not only in our league, but just from a baseball standpoint, if he is everything that everyone is telling us and we're reading about with this guy, to your point, Justin, if he hits 30 bombs for you and then you trade him, he still has two and a half years of control left under him. And yes, those bombs may not count for you immediately, but that value has only risen in his, in his ability and in his value for another team. Now, if I had Vlad Jr., I'm keeping him. He, he's with me. I think that value and that, that projection there is worth holding on to. I think it's a, one of those special type talents. By the way, I love that your headphones light up when you talk about the Beavers. Final two teams here. You guys, the Army, Los Tigres. I'm going to call this two sides of the coin here. So the Army, you've got 25 bucks, nine spots to fill. That's 2.8 per player. You say you're all in this season with these big money guys. What's the plan? I think the plan is with these That's big the money guys. win. <laughs> look uh, um army made a calculated deci decision to execute their offseason very early and go after top 10 type talent mookie Betts, bryce harper they fit into that category and yes there is a trading of the future right now but as i see it army's window was closing this season regardless and so 
Um, there are nine spots left on my roster that have to be filled. And yes, there's very little money there. But I think, as we have talked about at the top of the show, that the that the level of from top tier to mid tier drops significantly. That there is value to be found in those mid tier guys in our free agency. I think there are a lot, several two dollar type guys that can bring a lot of value into any team. And Army's gonna have to target those kinds of guys to supplement the top tier: Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper, Chris Bryant. Jose Abreu, Trevor Story, J.D. Martinez, list goes on of guys that uh, that are a part of my roster right now. I want to hear Colby's point of view on this one as someone who's going to be playing him regularly over in your division. What's When you start to see these trades start rolling in and these names that were landing... Go ahead, Colby. Well, you cut out, but um, I was asking I, you what you think of tell, all these names landing on Travis's roster. Tell him how scared it. you are of me. It sucked. Um, seeing that, I mean, once you started seeing like the pitching not being there, it was like, well, okay. But when he started, when I saw the bets deal go through, and then Harper, and it just kept going and going, it just sucked. And so it, it doesn't leave, you know, obviously injuries happen and, uh, and things like that, but knowing, you know, seeing him go all in for this season, it's either going to turn out to probably a championship run, but, um, hopefully not. All right. And our final team, Justin, your team on the other side of the coin, like I mentioned, you've got $72 available, only six spots. So that's the highest average per player at $12 per player. You could sign all six spots, $12 guys. What do you got going on here? What's the move? Well, uh, from the beginning, from the first text message, I made it pretty clear that Mookie Betts was available. Um, I'm not extending him for 24. Um, it's just it triggered some other moves that, I saw an opportunity, like I said at the top of the show, that 2020 is going to be big. Uh, I think Travis saw an opportunity that 2020 is going to be big, and if you look at how much money he has available next year, even though we're that far away from it, it's almost an entire roster. Um, I definitely think that there is some major talent available in the second and third tier of this free agency period. So... I'm not. I, I saw the, the the one the Benatendi trade. I can just go, I'll just go into that one. Matt Olson is only trending up, and you've said you know you may miss, you may regret that one at the end of the year. Um, Glaber Torres multiple position flexibility trending up, um, getting a full year this year. So that puts like my infield as of now uh, with DJ Lemayhew in there. Uh, my off my 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 infield is set. Um, for a little while with Miguel Andahar, who I added for under 10 bucks. So that opens up areas. So when these pitchers come out, when the Verlanders, if he has another great year, when he comes out next year after not getting extended, um, or these other names, Kershaw hits a, I mean, Kershaw, I don't know what kind of deal he's going to get for the first time ever. I will say the Tigers are going younger and opening up money as opposed to just trading everything we got to compete this year. But yet I still feel like if this plan works, we're still competing for playoffs this year. That's all we got. That's every team. Good work, guys. 
2019 Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball right around the corner, guys. The most exciting time of the year. Baseball is finally back. We are two weeks away from free agency bidding. We'll talk more about that next week's episode of Just a Bit Outside. Justin, yes, we'll make some predictions on free agent signings and see where guys may go. And we'll see if Lan joins us for episode two of 2019 and go from there. Yes, Lan, just uh, Lan and Colby. Thank you for joining us, 2019 debut for Justin Deering. I'm Travis Akins. You've been listening to the greatest podcast for 11 guys and their wives. Just a bit outside. So long, Arriba. everybody. Arriba derche, home. Best friends try, trying to holler at me. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a better.